0: back to the Dauntless Dreaming Podcast. I'm your host Annie and today I'm joined by my friend Chiggs. Chiggs is a pre-med student at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill currently pursuing the pre-med track. In addition to his academics, Chiggs spends a lot of time learning and producing his own music. You can check him out on Spotify at Chiggs. Thank you for being on the show. How are you doing and how have you been? Thanks for having me. Doing good. Just happy and excited to talk to you. You're actually one of the guests that I had planned for, for a long time, just because you're just so unique and different. You know, just, I appreciate just, that. Yeah, just producing music and stuff. Because to be honest, I didn't really have many friends who were kind of into music like you are. Yeah,
1: no, it's, uh, it's a privilege to be here. Uh, I'm, I'm happy and um, it's humbling to think that you think I'm unique. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's go ahead and just get started. Um, what, what got you started in music?
1: Uh, it was it's kind of I don't know it's kind of out of nowhere in the sense that like I don't know back in high school junior year uh I was like on a bus coming back from a competition and I don't know I was, I just got really bored so I just started writing lyrics and then I shared it with someone and they were like yo that's kind of dope like but in retrospect it was completely crap but like they hyped <laughs> me up so it was like okay <laughs> it looks like I'm going somewhere um so I just kept going with it I kept writing stuff it was mainly for like other people you know mm-hmm. um just to see their reaction and stuff like that so i kind of got like a like a drive from that and then as i continued to do it i started to feel it started to feel more therapeutic in some sense too cuz then i started to understand my thoughts through it as well um this is further down the line but like during that time like i made a soundcloud uh me and <laughs> a friend of mine made a soundcloud uh it's called cnm on soundcloud check it out the letter c and then n and then m shout Uh, out shout out to mike um but um yeah so it was just me and my friend and we made a couple songs a series of songs and um they were car related so like the first song that we ever released was called buick wow (laughs) i don't know and yeah
0: the image of shack just came up in my mind
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's right that's right we want to get big like shack that's why we started with buick um no sounds, sounds
0: like the ripoff version of lamborghini basically yeah Sh- shout, shout out, a- out case hi that's right
1: <laughs> <laughs> right and then after that we made model t now model t is like my favorite and you guys should definitely check that out but um this is all during high school and then um i don't know a lot of these beats that we got were from youtube and they were free beats and um if you wanted to get it on spotify and apple music because i wanted to sort of venture out you know start make myself look a little more established if you will i don't know yeah, yeah a little more serious um so then i started looking into production and i thought oh how bad could it be you know just make a beat It so, sounds pretty easy right yeah definitely not as easy as i thought it was a huge learning curve and i mean to this day i'm probably not the best pro- i'm by no means the best producer. But you know, every 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 song I make is a learning curve, and it's 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 great. It's 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 nice. It's spontaneous, and I kind of like that aspect of production.
0: Yeah, no, I mean I feel that because when I first met you and I saw that you're making music with software like Ableton, right? That kind of got me into the old idea of you know producing music spontaneously, and kind of my music background is um, like I used to be in a jazz band and concert band in uh high school and so i was like you know what making music can't be that hard i mean it it can't be like that difficult so then i went out i got a midi keyboard got the software and then um when i started actually doing it, it, it it was really difficult because i don't know my training i was more into listening to the music and playing by ear but when you're producing music it's like a whole nother ball game because you have to know chords chord progressions how does one thing sit with another um right
1: yeah exactly and on top of that like uh speaking of backgrounds my background is like I didn't have that like I, I don't know how to play an instrument formally or anything like that I just I just I had an ear for music but not the production side of music like I like I was more of a superficial listener if you will like I was like I heard a song and I knew it was good, but I didn't know why it was good, you know? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And my interest and my curiosity in music through production helped me understand why things sound good, if that made sense, you know?
0: Yeah, a couple really, like, relate to that, because I feel like you and I, like, when we listen to music, I think there's something different. It's just that I think the most rewarding thing when you're listening to music is when you're able to pick it apart and listen to those small details that make it different than any other song. Yeah. So, when I'm listening, I listen for the bass. I listen for like those small percussion instruments that, you know, are faint but are noticeable and make the song different, right?
1: That's right. Yeah. And on top of that, it's like I never really appreciated those things until I had to put myself in the position to consider those things. Like Like I, like I have a whole new respect for like producers that pay attention to detail like that, you know, like the, the average listener doesn't hear those things, like I guess consciously or unconsciously, but like I, I pick it apart and I really appreciate it. And it just makes me appreciative, I guess I'm saying that a lot.
0: I really admire just the effort that you put in, because when I heard that you had no music background and you're producing your music like you were, I was like, one, it takes a lot of guts to put your work out there and have people listen to it. But then also I was like, you have like a lot of patience because to not have a background in music and then to dive right in and try and make your own songs, you have to like learn all the different steps, like creating a beat, making a melody, finding out how each of them fit, um, just creating notes that work, stuff like that.
1: Yeah. um, And I think a part of what helped me is the people around me, you know, like the people that believed in me to continue doing this. Like, sure, I had some sort of, I mean, if you want to call it talent, you know, some something, you know, I had something, right. But Mm -hmm. it, it didn't grow to become what it is, if it wasn't for the people around me believing in me, like the support that, you know, you give me and like, my other friends give me, you know, they hype me up. And, even if i'm not at that stage i can grow to be at that stage because of that support yeah so it's it's all about that i think like even if you're starting off small like dream big be around people that support you and you just you'll get there you know
0: yeah and like college is like the perfect environment cuz when you're in college there's always people around right that that might share some interest with you it's just about finding them cuz everybody in college has some kind of drive some kind of motivation Right. And that's something that I've learned over the last couple of years. Like, say I wanted to start a, like a, like a club, right. I'll find 20 other people on campus who have the same passion and drive. Yeah. So I think right now with what you're doing, you've picked like the best time to be an artist just because, you know, you have so many other creators around you and people who just have that drive.
1: Yeah, totally. I have a lot of producer friends that, are much better than me in terms of production and i get to learn a lot from them and it's 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 a great time to do that for sure especially in quarantine where you just cooped up in your room and stuff
0: <laughs> the thing is i'll be honest when i bought my MIDI keyboard and mm-hmm. you know had my whole setup going i tried for like the first week to try and create my music and it, it just wasn't clicking because like you can't just sit down and start to write music It it doesn't work like that at least not for me
1: yeah no neither for me too it's really again like back to the whole spontaneous thing it's really spontaneous for me like I remember I tried to push a project like I tried to really force a project to happen and then it just didn't come out right at all and then all of a sudden one weekend like back in May like I started producing retreat and it just everything started clicking at once and one after the other and then within a week or so that song was done you know it was it was kind of crazy just how that happened so like like instantly, almost in the grand scheme of things. So I, it's not like I'm planning right now what my next song will be. It's kind of like I'm yeah. just waiting for the song to happen, which is kind of yeah. weird. In the same at the same vein.
0: Yeah, and just like getting to know you more about like your taste of music and whatnot. I mean, you can definitely hear the inspiration behind those songs. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, I know you and I have like an admiration for like funk and psychedelic rock and whatnot. Uh, and jazz I mean you wouldn't call it psychedelic rock but like there's no it's called psychedelic funk but but anyway yeah um we we both have some kind of admiration for that and you can just see it when you're making that music what would you consider your genre to be
1: mm, I guess like some contemporary R&B hip-hop rap I guess it's it's more on the pop side of things I'd say um other than like the funk or anything like that as much like i don't think i have it in my skill set yet to really delve into those genres oh yeah. yeah so right now right now what i'm the most comfortable with is those particular genres so that's how i'd probably describe myself right now
0: i think pop is such a like like a large field It encompasses so many other subfields yeah like like say there's like a style of beat like even now um sam listening or bruno mars or like surfaces right Mm-hmm. You can dissect that song and be like, okay, Bruno Mars has some funk in it, but it's still considered pop. And then surfaces this new band that's recently like come out during the summer. Yeah. um Their music, you can hear hints of like jazz in there. Like they they'll do some runs with their instruments and whatnot, and you can hear that it's jazz. But yeah, I think I think uh pop is good in that regard. But mm-hmm. I think what what. Pop needs to become is like people need to like when they hear a song. Yeah, they should hear it for the enjoyment and all that stuff. But I think they should be like, "Oh, this song relates to this whole genre of music, and if I explore this, maybe I'll find something that I like."
1: Yeah, no, that I agree with that definitely. um Yeah, I mean, I kind I kind of do like that. You see the um the influences of the jazz and the funk in pop culture today but it's like kind of diluted because it has a small role in the song you know yeah or a big role i mean it varies but yeah you have a good point in that yeah uh, i should explore more into the genre that brought them to liking that song to begin with that pop song
0: fun fact for all of our listeners out there um the music for this podcast was made by yours truly uh chigs how'd you feel about the song i mean you just you just gave it to me and i think it sounds really good yeah i mean
1: i had stuff written for it but then i was like nah and i was like yeah i gotta support the homie so i just gave
0: it to you yeah no i really appreciate that hope hopefully we can get some more music on this podcast in the future
1: yeah i'll i'll try and be the uh the soundtrack producer. <laughs>
0: yeah. What would you say are your musical inspirations?
1: Um, inspirations, I'd say Kanye. I mean, I know he has a bad rap, but like his production in the past has been stellar and I always pull from that. Tyler yeah. Kray, uh, mm-hmm. uh Frank Ocean. Frank Ocean makes a lot of timeless Uh, music no matter who you are it's just yeah it appeals to like human emotion very well so that's an aspect that I enjoy from him some people say I have a Khalid vibe I definitely see that too
0: I I feel that I feel that definitely
1: um yeah someone said I have like a a black vibe you know six and then L-A-C-K black wow um some people say I have that Mm -hmm. (laughs) vibe too and you know I'm trying to go for that like like singing rapping type of thing yeah that's the next wave that i'm trying to go on i guess yeah because i think i can i can do it i just gotta Mm -hmm. experiment a little bit but um yeah
0: yeah so i can i can definitely understand why like um kanye is an inspiration because he's kind of different in the rap game just because you can hear like the musical element to his rap it's just not like oh let me throw on a generic beat and just rap over it right and I, I kind of feel that vibe from your music, too, because it's it's not like, you know, I just found this beat from, like, a SoundCloud, and then I rapped over it. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and that's what I was kind of going for when I started producing. I I mean, I wanted to get away from the free YouTube beats that I used for the SoundCloud songs to begin with, and I'm glad that's seeing through.
0: <laughs> and, and I feel like recently with the last couple of songs you've released, like Retreat, there's kind of like a... Like, there's definitely a Khalid, a Khalid vibe, right? Like, so the whole tropical, kind of laid-back, chilling vibes. Exactly, yeah.
1: It's definitely what I was going for at the time. And the the song, the inspiration of that song is kind of deeper in the sense that, like, it was birthed out of the quarantine period, right? Yeah. And I was, like, I'm sure you were, as well as many other people listening to this podcast. We, like, I was in constant routine. Like, I had something to do every day but I didn't have really time for like myself if you will yeah I had stuff to do studying etc etc but that was just one weekend that just felt like a pocket of freedom that like I could finally work on music and then that kind of that kind of session birthed retreat in the sense of of like I was retreating from this routine like I was I was losing myself in this routine, and I was retreating from it, and that's how the song came to be, you know. And it's just enjoying the freedom that I have and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, and and it kind of shows like your your work ethic, right? So even on campus, when we were like living in the same building, I I I felt like uh, a lot of the times when you weren't studying for classes or whatnot, you'd just be making your own music or keeping yourself occupied with your like thoughts.
1: No, yeah, no. A lot of it, a lot of the music, uh, I guess, process for me in terms of lyrics, definitely. I just sit down and think, like, how am I, how am I thinking, how am I feeling, you know? And that's, I think, that's where the spontaneous aspect of it kind of comes from, because really, your feelings and your thoughts are kind of spontaneous in that same vein, and
0: uh, my music seems to follow suit in that trend. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, how do you think, like your your background kind of helps you in your making pro- your music process? Because I know you have kind of a unique background, just being from the UK, right?
1: Yeah. So, um, just you know, moving from the UK back when I was nine to the US and living in a different social environment around different kinds of people, like I know, like the demographic that I was in in the UK is completely different to the demographic that I'm in right now. You know, yeah. like I'd say, like Back in the UK, it's like easily over 80% like brown and yeah, just a mesh of different cultures. And then uh, moving, <laughs> moving to the US, it was like 95% white people around me. So I understood, I kind of grew up learning how to interact with both environments, you know, both. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and I think the, you know, just listening to U- US music, like pop music. Definitely yeah. had a big inspiration to me. Drake is another huge inspiration of mine. And I remember when I came here, he he released a song called Best I Ever Had. Yeah. And I mean, Amongst Us, that's like a classic Drake song. And at the time, like it was it was released during the summer or something like that. Or I heard it during the summer and I just associate that song with a lot of like euphoric and like good memories of my like early years in the US. You know, so every time I hear that song, it just brings back A flush of good memories, and I think that's probably one of the reasons why, like, I also take inspiration from Drake as well as Kanye and stuff because I grew up listening to them a little more after I moved.
0: Yeah, early Drake was really good. Yeah, his music was very unique to start off. Even now, it's pretty unique and it's really catchy. Yeah, I was actually reading an article like a while back about how Drake's music is actually like there's a science behind it. His his chord progressions and his music it creates like a feeling of uncertainty. Like you don't know how to feel about the music and that's kind of what attracts people. It's kind of crazy, right? Oh, wow. I had no idea that, that, was a, that they actually
1: scientifically analyzed his music. That's
0: cool. Uh, yeah, don't, don't quote me on that. It just could be okay. something stupid that I found, but it's, it's pretty interesting.
1: Yeah. no, yeah, I
0: definitely feel that. There's definitely a science to music. Like when you listen to like music theory and stuff, something that we both are probably not well versed in. Mm-hmm. Music theory they break down music into a science like this this chord progression is meant for deep um, like uh deep thoughts kind of music. this one gives you more lighter vibes mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, I hope to learn music theory someday, and I think you you're trying to learn it too, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, I dabble in it. I just know enough to
1: I only know like minors and major scales, but not like off the top of my head. I understand what it is. Yeah. And then I kind of like played in that scale, but like, I don't know anything beyond that. So that's about it.
0: Yeah. I mean, music is just such a, such a big field and the more time you spend with it, the better you get. And you know, that it comes down to like learning instruments and like listening to songs and whatnot. Yeah. But, but I think you have the right mindset Going in, it's just you're very patient, and I can see that you put the time in to make your work, your work, right?
1: Yeah, that's definitely uh, it's a pride thing as well as like an authentic thing too. Like it's I definitely want to be as authentic as I can, and I try to come up with my own thoughts, my own lyrics, my own melodies, and my own production too, and just have that full-fledged self-expression, if you will. Um, and I'm not an, I want to get to a point where I can collab with people. Obviously, like I can't, I can't just be a one man show. I can't do this all by myself. Yeah, for sure. Um, completely. If I want to get to another level. Um, but yeah, that's how it is right now. And I hope to expand, hope to collaborate. That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> yeah.
0: Anybody in the music field, right. Reach out to my man, Chigs.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Reach out.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I'm excited to hear what you have next. Cause I'm, I'm willing to bet like retreat was so good and it's because you created it out of you know the frustration of being at home in quarantine right 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 can't wait to see what you produce in the next six months while we're still sitting at home
1: (laughs) yeah i got something in the works um a little more positive just because uh i'm i found myself a little more during this quarantine quarantine period as well um like just a lot of things are aligning well for me then Working out a little more, you know.
0: Yeah, getting them gains. <laughs> getting them
1: gains, that's right. Uh, getting
0: that creatine in.
1: That's right. <laughs> that's very right. And, no, and
0: um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I really feel that too, because like the first month of quarantine, right? I felt like I was in this constant loop. Like, wake up, you do this, you do this, you go back to bed. Right. And I was like, bro, this is this is painful. Like, I need to break out, and so there's maybe three or four different things I just started to pay attention to. So like I looked at gardening, I started looking at music a little bit differently mm-hmm. um, and building stuff. And so I think, I think the one good thing to come out of this quarantine is just I'm more creative and more proactive with my time than I was before.
1: Yeah. And I totally agree with that. Same with me. And I'm sure same with people listening to this podcast right now, like they're probably either reading more books, um, you know, just exercising as well and being more cognizant of the world around them uh you know reaching out to friends and loved ones during these times you know it's very tumultuous times and I think it's now more than ever that human connection is really important
0: yeah and I think I was reading somewhere that like I forgot who it was but some prominent person was talking about how if anything this this period has kind of emphasized how people need to start looking for like multiple sources of income or just multiple avenues, right? Like you can't just yeah. have one job anymore. I mean you probably yeah. can, but like moving forward, this guy was basically talking about how you should try and get into as many things as possible. Yeah. And I think it this whole period happened at an opportune time because we we're so young and we're still learning how right. we we want to fit into this world. Yeah. Like um even how we can change our minds and do something different.
1: Right. Yeah. And maybe that different change could lead to something that's lifelong. You won't know until you try it.
0: Yeah. Like this podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah. Hey, you could be the Brown Joe Rogan. We'll see.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> I don't know about that, but yeah, we'll see. <laughs> um. But anyway, moving forward, if you had to pick one era of music to go back in time and visit, like when it was at its peak, what do you think, what what, what um, genre would that be?
1: God. Oh, that's tough. I mean, I guess I'm going to choose one. Um, So one that I wasn't birthed in, I guess.
0: And maybe not necessarily. Maybe it could be like early hip hop rap, like early 2000s, where you probably didn't have a grip at it.
1: Okay. Um. Well, I was, what I thought instantly was like the late 70s, early 80s because like that whole funk period that whole groove period like i just heard a couple songs that, like i think i sent you what um give me the night by george benson i think yeah uh, and and the beat goes on yeah, I yeah who that's by like those two songs those were kind of like in that period 70s 80s and yeah. they were so groovy like yeah like i wish i could go back to that period and just rock out
0: yeah it's something about the bass and just the way that the music's made right it it gets you moving yeah the the thing is like i have trouble especially with like funk like if i'm listening to it i'm most of the time not doing anything else but like listening to funk because there's just so much going on yeah definitely not good studying music (laughs) yeah that's for sure yeah i think mine would be around the same era as you but I, i was thinking A close second would probably be, like, the jazz era with all Count Basie, Frank Sinatra. Mm, mm Mm-hmm. Because there's just, like, a certain kind of, like, romance, like, a vibe to it, you know? Yeah. And I don't know. It could just be, like, my background. But hearing a live band versus, like, hearing some of the concerts today, I feel like I would personally enjoy a live band more. Mm Mm-hmm. And, of course, I feel like in that era, if you were just to, like, walk down the street, you'd probably hear someone blasting a trumpet or something. Yeah. Yeah, I,
1: yeah. There's, that is one thing that I kind of noticed today. Like, there's less live instrumentation being util- utilized at concerts. I mean, that might be a sweeping generalization because I haven't really gone to that many concerts. But <laughs> from yeah. what I've seen, at least, like the popular ones, you know, like Coachella and stuff like that, like, I don't really yeah. have viewed any like that. So.
0: Yeah, a lot of it's just becoming electronic. Like, uh, I remember reading about how Attention, I think, by uh, Charlie Puth, mm-hmm. that, like, ridiculously good bass line wasn't even a bass. He just did it on his piano, I think. Oh, on his MIDI? Yeah, yeah. Oh. He just put a lot of, like, reverb and made it sound good so that it sounded like an actual bass.
1: That's insane. I might need to look at that because I want to do something like that.
0: I think there's a certain time and place for instruments. Like yeah. there's some instruments that you just can't recreate the effects of.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like a guitar
0: and stuff like that. Like the riffs of a guitar. You can't really do that on a keyboard. Didn't um didn't childish Gambino song what was it, what was it called? Snap. Ah, uh, what's it called? You know what I'm talking about? Uh, I'm not about to start it singing it. I'm not about <laughs> to start singing it. it. <laughs>
1: Come on, dude. Sh- show your viewers your uh, vocal skills. You got
0: Bro, this. Bro, I can't do it. I can't do it. All
1: right. What's, what's, what's like a couple of the
0: lyrics? Let's see if I remember. Ah, oh, what's it called? No, it's, it's a famous song. I'm not about to sing it, but I'll, oh, Redbone. Redbone.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Is, if you started singing Redbone.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I'd, I'd have yeah, lost in viewership so fast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you would, you would have lost a follow on Instagram.
0: <laughs> yeah. But anyway, the guy who made the song, he did a, like the guy who, um, is producer the right word? I don't know. The guy yeah. who made the beat, right? Yeah. He actually dissected it and broke it down for a YouTube video. Mm-hmm. He had like so many instruments in the room that he was messing around with. He had like ten keyboards, a couple basses. He used like a child xylophone set. Oh, like you know the da 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 da. Yeah. Like you know the the xylophone in the background. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did it with like a child children's like xylophone it was it was cool because like that's the kind of person that like i aspire to be not musically but just in terms of like listening and hearing things you know
1: right knowing like it doesn't matter where it comes from if it sounds good like you can use it you know and that's something that like he definitely has that mindset like it doesn't have to be from a established you know software or this particular instrument like if it comes from something that you least expect and it sounds good like just
0: heck use it you know you know something you know was crazy that uh that same guy i think did the soundtrack for mandalorian
1: oh and he did it for uh, black panther
0: yeah yeah and you can clearly hear the differences like those songs are so those soundtracks are just so unique
1: yeah yeah, I I enjoyed the uh, the Black Panther um soundtrack like the environmental I don't know like the music that they play like like during the fights and stuff like that too like yeah really unique and the whole soundtrack is just great
0: I don't know I'd I'd like to like uh, in no means am I pursuing music as like a like a profession or something that you know takes up a lot of my time like I enjoy it don't get me wrong but it's more of like a hobby but yeah. But like learning to try and put these weird, like these unique sounds into like whatever music I make was definitely something I'm considering the like moving forward.
1: Yeah. No, you should definitely continue to explore it. And uh, it's, it's, there's something about art. Like there's so many definitions of art, but I guess like something that you create that you enjoy and you can share with others. I feel like it's that's art to me, you know, like whether that be painting, cooking, you know, rapping, making music, whatever.
0: Yeah, you you've been doing any cooking lately?
1: (laughs) Speaking of, uh, yeah, I've been I've been dabbling, you know. My mom's been teaching me how to cook, so I've been uh, been learning from her, but um. I mean, I know how to make a mean beans on toast. So,
0: I never really understood that whole English thing. Beans on toast—it's not very yeah. attractive to well, me, at least.
1: Don't don't knock it till you try it, man. All right. Yeah.
0: So, sorry if I offended anybody. You offended
1: Probably me the most. Yeah.
0: Sorry. <laughs> I feel like I offended half of England. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. But yeah, I've been I've been trying some new things too. I mean, just. Yeah. Looking online, you know, made a couple sandwiches, some burritos. Okay,
1: what kind of burrito, man?
0: Bro, just, just a chicken burrito, but like I use some special seasoning, throw in some Indian spice. You got that spice level up, you know what I'm saying? That's
1: right, that's right. You can't, I don't know, I can't eat bland stuff. It's you just, you, I don't know, I want to have fun when I eat. Yeah, <laughs> that's one way to do it, you know?
0: Yeah, definitely. Because like even with pasta, anything that's bland just, just won't fly. I think being at home, I've probably put hot sauce on most of the things I've eaten. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's I'd... a
1: go to, you have to.
0: <laughs> and especially with being in quarantine, my diet's kind of gone to uh gone to crap. So
1: <laughs> Yeah. I feel
0: that. I feel like we got a little sidetracked here.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think we did, but hey it's a it's it's variation in the conversation, so
0: yeah, it's entertaining if anybody's interested in hearing more about this, just you know comment
1: <laughs> yeah, comment <laughs> comment on the post,
0: <laughs> turn ourselves into a food podcast we could we could when you make your music, do you just like sit down and start making a beat or a melody, or is it something that like like do you just make it off of you humming or walking down the street or is it something that you take from other songs it's probably a combination of both but i just wanted to hear what your take is
1: yeah so usually it starts off with a melody it could be something that i hum or it could be something that i find like off of like um off of like a sample uh, store called Splice. I don't know if you've heard of Splice. No. But basically, it's like a store for musicians where they have like samples of melodies that they're all royalty free because you're paying the service to use them. So mm-hmm. you can use them in your songs and release them onto stores like Spotify, iTunes, etc. Um, yeah, I I can I can go on there, look for a melody, and then I hear it, and then I see how I feel from that melody and I start humming melodies to that and then start writing um and then I put the drums in so I start a little drum pattern going on and then I put the bass on make a little bass melody and mm-hmm. so I make all these layers and then I try and figure out okay how can I make this into 3 minutes or <laughs> we'll just make yeah. it longer you know yeah. make it make it different so then I elongate this this melody loop that I just created and mm-hmm. try and make an intro and then come up with find some effects to include you know some atmospheric environment yeah. if you will and mm-hmm. yeah that's kind of like how it starts and then it just ends differently every single time
0: the thing is I feel like music is kind of like an experiment when you're when you're making at least because oh, yeah. we've sat down and done like a quick five minute like sit down and just messed around with music once
1: yeah i remember that
0: <laughs> yeah it was it was interesting <laughs> what was it we had like a like a train beat going like
1: i think so yeah yeah you told me to like told me to like modify the the hi-hats a little bit i don't know if you remember but like i changed the velocity on that or just how hard you hit the hi-hats or whatever
0: yeah like... Oh uh, something like that. Oh, when I was talking about train, I meant like the actual band. Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had different different interpretations of <laughs> what yeah, that song was, was.
1: Yeah. I was thinking productionally the whole time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Have you gotten like the chance to sit down with people and just create music or has it all just been like on your own?
1: Actually, um, so I so stay you remember my song stay yeah um so that was actually uh a majority of it was produced by my friend Eli Mm -hmm. shout out to Eli um he and I on one weekend it was literally created on a weekend he he's he's really talented he's like he knows how to play instruments on like he knows how to play like seven different instruments Mm -hmm. um and that's crazy he just pulled out a guitar, right? And then he just started he just started playing this melody and then he's also really good at using the Ableton music software. He was better he's better than me at it. So he uh, started playing this guitar loop and we were like, Okay, we can do something with that and then I don't know, just from there, like we stayed up till like four AM on Friday and Saturday just like making the song I was recording my vocals up until really early in the morning and it was really exciting just that whole process like like that's why I want to collaborate with more people because from that experience like you know like I don't know just Eli and I became really good friends because of it yeah it like I can make a lot of good friends creating music like that
0: yeah and I felt like a similar experience with our five minute like jam session because like <laughs> yeah after that we really learned each other's like genres of music like what we enjoy um exactly. we had some common ground with like funk and a little you took like a jazz class right i did not <laughs> oh wait that was that was another one of our friends but yes but yeah we had like similar tastes in music and but i'm glad that like you were able to build connections through that and i hope you find more people to um to join you in the future
1: i'm i'm excited to see what it, where where this podcast will help me take
0: that <laughs> yeah, hopefully, very far.
1: Oh, yeah,
0: Most um, definitely. Hearing about your friend Eli and how he learns how he's learned all these different instruments, um, yeah. if you had the chance to learn one instrument right now, like if I were to snap my fingers and you automatically knew how to play it, what instrument would it be? Piano, yeah, I think it'd be the same for me,
1: yeah, yeah, because I don't know, just I started. I bought a MIDI keyboard without knowing how to play chords or anything like that. Like I just bought it because I saw the producers on YouTube using it. I was like, all right, cool. Let me, let me, all right. I can do that. You know, (laughs)
0: let's
1: buy that real quick. So I dropped a hundred on it (laughs) without knowing what the heck it does.
0: Bro. That's the exact same thing that, that I went through this past like month. Like it's just sitting there now, but like I have, Tape on the keys, and I bet like some piano players listening to this is gonna be so furious at me. Right? Yeah. I was like, how hard can it be?
1: Right? Yeah. Now that gives you an incentive because you just spent money into into this endeavor, you know. So now you got to learn how to use the keyboard because you spent money on it.
0: Yeah, and like I feel like learning piano, and then maybe guitar is like a close second. Those are instruments that like Mm. they really teach you music theory. It's like just knowing how to play those yeah like um like you need to know what notes goes with which notes and
1: yeah i mean i think there's more um i don't know movement if you will with the guitar on a simple level compared to like the keyboard for me at least i'm just pressing keys but like with the guitar you're like doing a whole bunch of other stuff like you're using both hands like i mean you are using both hands in the piano too Mm -hmm. i don't know it's just like i don't know i don't know where i'm going with that but
0: yeah um i don't know i, I think piano is pretty involved i mean you gotta deal with the pedals you have to um you have to control the pressure like how much pressure you put behind the keys
1: Mhm. yeah again maybe I, yeah maybe i should invest in an actual piano because the only piano experience i have is with a
0: midi keyboard <laughs> i mean i mean hey we're, we'll be at home for the next couple months so might as well start right yeah might as well I don't know if I've asked you this already but like how would you describe UK music
1: mm, I'm probably not the best person to ask that I mean yeah sure I, it's better I, than
0: the other people I know probably
1: I don't know very like there's a lot of uh Afrobeat influences in the genre and then there's also you know something called drill music I don't know if you've heard of
0: yeah I've, I've heard of the term yeah
1: yeah so it's like a I guess it's a type of rap genre in the UK and it's also like there's like a very unique drum pattern that they use in most of the songs in the rap songs too. Mm -hmm. Uh, Drake does this a lot he he did it on um, his um, only one freestyle I think that's the title of the song and he also did it on a couple of other songs that he's previously released too Um, but yeah I mean, I and think Pop it, Smoke. Pop Smoke. He does this a lot. He his his genre, his beats, his beat selection is def is definitely UK drill beats. Yeah,
0: I don't know. When I when I've talked to my friends in the past, whenever I've like introduced them to UK rappers, they're like, "This is a little too fast paced, and it's kind of hard for them to understand." Just because I don't know how would you describe like like there's a lot of UK slang that like we just don't know, right? Yeah, there's
1: the yeah. I'm I'm I myself am also getting behind on the UK slang myself,
0: so those some of these words are like cool, but like I could never use it because I just don't have a British accent.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it just sounds <laughs> kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, it would sound weird coming from I don't know, I guess an American,
0: you know, it'd be kind of interesting to see mm. before I came to college, right? Like I was like uh, indian music is all in one genre like that's how i like my mindset was right but then w- when you like start listening to some of these dance groups like like on campus or just like music that you know new new creators are producing it's kind of crazy how much it's invo- it's uh, evolving right yeah and um i think you know now with like tiktok there've been like some reemerging or emerging indian songs or like indianized songs Mm-hmm. like it's kind of becoming mainstream in a sense yeah it could be in a main a good way or a bad way we'll, we'll see but like yeah hopefully a good way yeah because i was like watching a video the other day um this trend is kind of taken over and there, like you have people like twitch the guy who was on alan's show Hmm. you got him dancing to like bangra
1: hey I, I don't think i've seen that video but that's nice
0: <laughs> yeah but, like, it's just blowing up, I feel like. Kind of to wrap things up, right, um, what are your plans for the future in terms of not only, like, your music career, but also, you know, your professional, like, pre-med career? Because I know you're still following that, too.
1: Yeah. Um, so right now I just want to finish college and then also take the MCAT and, you know, hopefully do well on it and then apply for med schools. So and, I mean, med school in and of itself is super hard to get into, let alone, like, the top med schools, you know, like, the like yeah. across the board, the, the um, acceptance rate is ridiculously low. So yeah. I got a lot of work cut out for me. So I'm going to just have to grind out. But then, you know, hopefully I have a pockets of freedom where I can just make more music as well, you know, try and detox, if you will. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's that's as far as I can see into the future. I don't want to say I'll become this or do that because you really can't really predict life like that, to be honest.
0: I feel that. And, and the balance that you have going right now with, um, you know, the stresses of being pre-med, but then also doing this music thing on the side, I think it's, you, you got something good going here.
1: I appreciate that. Yeah, and, you know, it's – yeah, just this music thing, it doesn't really seem like – a. Like an additional stressor, you know, it's more of a a reliever, you know. So I don't mind doing it, you know. I don't mind using my free time to do it.
0: I think like even if you choose down the road, you don't want to pursue music anymore. Like it'll show you off as like a standout person just because so many people don't venture into music.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: It's just unique. And I feel like um, especially for college admissions, right, like pre-med admissions, they'd be like, (laughs) what? This guy makes music.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. On my resume, yeah, someone Spotify, and iTunes. Yeah, yeah check me out. Check, check it. Check me out on Spotify. And then th- the reason why I get admitted is because they listen to my music. How crazy would that be? Or they might deny me. Honestly, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like this is trash.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, your music didn't really go with yeah. our principles.
1: Yeah. <laughs> It's yeah, they're really just judging me on my music, not my <laughs> credentials. Like, yeah, okay, you got you got a really good MCAS score, but retreat was kind of trash, so you're out.
0: Retreat from what, huh? Premed. Retreat from. Uh...
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, what am I doing here? <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, this is all like really good conversation. I think the way that you've kind of learned from your musical perspectives, as well as like your whole premed track, and. The educational route it's kind of interesting how you found a balance
1: yeah i mean it definitely took some time to find it but um and i'm still trying to find it you know but definitely better than where it was and i'm still trying to learn still learning new things and there's a there's surprisingly a lot of overlap between what i learned realizations etc through music and also uh my pursuit to becoming a doctor i guess you know there's a lot of overlap between the two
0: yeah. And I hope nothing but the best for you. And um, a- after, you know, speaking to you about all this stuff, it's kind of got my mind thinking, um, what would you say to someone who's, you know, on the fence about doing something different, like producing their own music, but is currently following a path that they've already decided on, like whether it be in college or pursuing a degree or business?
1: Yeah, that's that's a question I ask myself, you know, like I'm definitely that person still, I'd say. And I kind of think about things, I try to think realistically, but then I also try and think about what I want to do as well. And, you know, I do enjoy the sciences and I do enjoy music too, you know, it's not something that I have to choose one over the other, but in terms of what's more likely, I kind of have to think like that, you know, and what's more likely is I'll get a career, I'll get a job, go through that route first, try and make myself more established in terms of like a house and like an income. And then I can use that to maybe fuel my passions, music. So you want to be on a good foundation first before you really delve into your passions, I'd say. And right now, you know, because I'm being supported
0: by my parents and
1: stuff like that, I have that going for me. But then once I become independent, I can
0: continue to do that. Thank thank you for being on the show. I think I learned a lot about you and just kind of what it takes to pursue the kind of things that you're doing. And I hope that, you know, people are, w- are able to take away something of value from this conversation. Um, yeah. No, yeah. Thank you for having me. It's been, it's been a blast.
1: And um, I hope to be on the show again and um, yeah, nothing but the, nothing but the best of luck to you. Podcast is going to go, it's going to go big. I can feel it.
0: Yeah. I, I can feel it too.
1: <laughs> That's right. Just keep believing in yourself. Keep grinding. You got it.
0: Yeah um but anyway i think that's all we have time for today um if you guys are interested in learning more about jigs or his music um i leave uh links in the description to his instagram and his spotify if you want to keep up with the latest news regarding dauntless streaming check us out on instagram at dauntless streaming um again links will be in the description thank you everyone for watching and we'll see you at, on the next episode thank you that out
1: yep yep (laughs) edit that shit out right now (laughs) also don't have me cursing in it please